Welcome to the Sober Gay Guy Podcast. My name is TJ and I have no idea what's going on, but I do know that I'm doing my best and that I'm feeling it all along the way. Join me and my friends and listen in on our sometimes serious, but most of the time ridiculous take on life and how we're trying to figure it all out along the way. Join me and my guests as we talk about addiction and recovery, our family, our kids, uh, sometimes our other friends and the jerks on the road that we really want to just run over with our cars. We'll laugh. Sometimes we'll cry. Most of the time it's just going to be fun. So pull up a chair, pour yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a cold bubble water and join us and join in on the fun. We're glad you're here. We're all important. I want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast building platform that teaches you to create, distribute, and monetize your podcast for free. Anchor has built-in recording, uploading, and editing tools so that you can easily publish your episodes and then distribute your new podcast to the most popular podcast listening apps with the push of a button. Anchor believes everyone's stories can and should be heard, so they're giving creators around the world, from first-time podcasters like me to pros, a powerful platform to share their voices. So, if you're considering starting a podcast, check out Anchor. So today you are listening in on episode 13. Uh, This is with author Stella Jones. Don't be fooled. You have met her before. Stella Jones is a pseudonym. So enjoy today's episode. You know, this is very, very interesting. Um, I admire writers a lot, writers and authors. I've wanted to write a book for a very, very long time. One day I'm going to. I'm putting it out there in the universe. So um, sitting down with her, I have... Uh, I pepper her with a lot of questions uh, about her writing style and her characters and how it is that she writes and why she started writing. And I really love diving into the brain of an author. I just think um, that they are such interesting humans. And I think you're going to enjoy this too. Um, Stella is just a great, really, really interesting person and a great listen. And um, so, yeah, so really, that's it. Enjoy this listen today with her and be sure and like and follow um, my podcast and take a listen over at my TikTok. I have a new TikTok over there and like it as well. Um, But enjoy today's episode with Stella Jones. Thanks so much, guys. I think you're the best. Bye-bye. Okay. Ready? Yeah. I think it's finally decided that it isn't going to give me hell. So I, I just hit the record button and we're going to hope for the best. Hooray! Hooray! It has been so long since I've had anybody on the pod that I am just, I'm a little squeaky around the edges. <laughs> well, um, I'm sure I told you that I've been stalking, like I'll go periodically like, oh, what's ha- what episode? Oh, when are we having another episode? <laughs> so um, if I had to uh, participate in getting another episode out, so be it. Which I appreciate very much. I was visiting with an, um, another friend the other day, and she said the same thing. You can put that right oh, there on the glass if you want to. And she said the same thing, that she flipped through all the episodes, and when the most recent dropped, she was thrilled. She was like, could it possibly be? <laughs> Is it true? Wait, what's this? So I'm so grateful. Yeah, well, you know, um, I follow you on, I think, all of your platforms, right? <laughs> Instagram, TikTok. Facebook. Yeah. Am I leaving anything out? No. No. And, um, oh, and the podcast. And the podcast. And um, your uh, podcast resonates with me so much 
that now I associate your voice in the stories with a specific location. Hmm. So like um, I do, you know, I do a lot of traveling mm-hmm. from here to Detroit and I'll remember being on a specific street and having something that you and one of your guests said resonate with me. Oh my gosh. So um, for sure, I just want you to know that you have to keep doing this. If, if for no other reason, whether it's a selfish reason or a selfless reason, um, I just really feel like you're resonating. Your, your voice, your transparency, your honesty, um, all of that resonates like you know and not just when you dialogue with people but when you do your narratives Mm. you know when you're reading from your diary yeah those things are they're so vivid like dreams it's like you know it's it's like you can see the the halo of smoke and the, the the historic characters and the colors and the scents and I just think it's um it's great. And on TikTok in particular, I've been following how people respond. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people, like which posts you're doing that's getting a lot of engagement. Mm-hmm. And I just think people really appreciate it because we're all, there's a lot of folks hiding mm-hmm. in plain sight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, but I, I'm not trying to take over. I'm just, you know. <laughs> the people are here to listen to you. I'm just bringing your voice to the <laughs> forefront. Wow. So it's my job to introduce them to you, which they've heard your voice before. Right. But right. you're being introduced as a different person today. Oh, yeah. My so alternate person. Your alternate personality. <laughs> so everybody, today uh, on the podcast is Stella Jones. Hooray! And Stella Jones is an author, though I almost want to say authoress. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, a, I see I'm going to have to watch You can put that cup wherever the hell you put, <laughs> no, want to put but, it. But he's not going to get up. Well, now that he's been reprimanded and I said the C word, <laughs> which is cage, not the other one, he won't well, get up. Well, that is a dirty word. It is for, for dogs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, authress, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. queen in our group of authors. Yes. Um, yes. I fancy myself a wannabe author. I am a writer, though. Mm-hmm. In You're that absolutely I'm a, a writer. I really love writing my blog. Mm-hmm. I know, I can tell. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I love, I do love writing. So when you say the haze and the smoke mm-hmm. and that it trans, well, you didn't say that it transports you to a different <coughs> place, but it puts you in a place where you almost f- smell the smells and you feel the feels, that brings me joy mm-hmm. because... I don't know what it is, but you as an author, and when do you call yourself an author? At one point, that's one of my, that is one of the questions in my head that I didn't write down. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to ask it until the end because I have Mm -hmm. a list of questions both in my head and on paper and in Google Keep. And that is one of them. So Uh you can answer it now or you can answer it later. When do you call yourself an author? Yeah. Well, everybody. So this is Stella Jones, the author of a number of books and novels mm-hmm. um but do you want to say the books now or do you want to say right the books so later? um on october 26th i released um a book of short stories called four stories um and my first novel is a human story i released that in 2018 and starting in 2023 i'll be releasing a book every six months i don't so, know how you do it well you know i've been writing for 12 years now right Mm -hmm. so for me writing started as an outlet uh, because I was going I had a lot of um, traumatic experiences happen back to back and writing became my outlet so um, I was having uh, anxiety and depression and I had a lot of failures in my life my husband and I had lost a pregnancy there were all of these things and I just didn't have an outlet so I started writing yeah and um so I've been writing um, since 2010. And so, you know, when you write that long and I'm an insomniac, so I write at night. So that's just a whole lot of days of, cumul- of accumulated text. Yeah. So I have a lot of stuff. And, it was, inter- and mm-hmm. it was interesting to me 
when I met when I met you, I knew you as the doctor. I was mm-hmm. I was introduced to you as Lisa, mm-hmm. but I had been told that you were the doctor, a mm-hmm. doctor. Mm-hmm. And then it was not shortly thereafter. I th- honestly, it was probably within just a few days mm-hmm. that you were handing me your book. <laughs> so then you had these personalities, mm-hmm. um, and but the book was under your pseudonym. You're right. So this is my first question in my list of questions. To mm-hmm. how did you decide to write under a pseudonym? Um, because I've always kind of had alternate personalities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like... How do your patients <laughs> feel about that? <laughs> well, they only know one part of it. They only know one of them. But, I mean, just even as a kid, everybody kind of called me something different mm-hmm. because um, I just had all of these quirky personality traits. And when I started writing... Um, It was uh, an outlet for me to release all of these different ideas and emotions. And it was like another person, you know, and Stella Jones allowed me to be the vamp that medicine kind of suppresses, you know, like even though um, my dishwasher, oh, your dishwasher, even though um, I go against the grain as a clinician, you know, my hair is red, the sides of my hair are shaved, and you know, I have tattoos and all of this. Most of medicine is about conformity. Right. And um, you get a lot of blowback. Like, you know, there are a lot of physicians who have sleeve tattoos and all different types of stuff, but you would never know it because it's basically outlawed in a clinical landscape or an academic landscape. So um, Stella Jones allowed me to pursue even more of who I am from a personality standpoint as a woman, um, as a sexual being. uh, And also I like to laugh a lot and I like to laugh a lot out loud and Stella Jones allows me to explore even more of my snarkiness, which most of the time uh, only those uh, that I'm close with get to see because I don't know, sometimes people are taken aback by humor or sarcasm or whatever. And so, you know, you try, you tend to suppress that in public. Mm. Uh, but when you're an author or a writer or a novelist or, or whatever, um, you have license to do those things. You have a forum that you create on your own to explore all of these different things that you love or you hate or you want to release into the atmosphere so it, it um, unburdens your soul. So for all of those reasons, uh, Stella Jones exists. Interesting. Like wearing a mask in public or sunglasses for mm-hmm. me. Yep. It's easier to wear sunglasses sometimes. Well, that's interesting. And so is it easier to build characters than secretively based on people that you know as Stella Jones? Is it easier? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, and do you build characters oh, yeah, all the based time. on people all you the know? Time. I mean, there are some characters that just kind of come out of the ether, right? But a lot more so than not, the personalities uh, that I write about are just dynamic people that I have met in real life. And most of the time, um, it's a, a meritage or, a, you know, like there's, there's um, one character will be composed of a variety of different people. Mm-hmm. And the more complex the character is that you read about, more, to- more often than not, it's a combination of people that I've come across. And um, like, you know, I say all the time that my husband is the inspiration for the wolves overall, but the individual wolves are guys that I grew up with or girls that I grew up with who were just unbelievable personalities. And they just kind of take over, you know, there are people that you meet who just, they they come in a room and their energy just kind of, goes up the walls and covers the ceiling and 
that's just their energy, it's their aura. And um, I don't know if Brooklyn in particular builds or creates or allows an outlet for that type of individual. Um, and I've also came across that those type of, and I know I think it's everywhere because everywhere I've been, I've met those type of people. Mm-hmm. And um, because I think that so many of us, like we were talking about earlier, we suppress who we are for other people's comfort to avoid confrontation uh, so that we can control our own emotions in everyday or um, uh, anxiety provoking um, experiences. So um, yeah, but the characters, they're, they're all, most of them come from people that I've met. Yeah, and do you build, it sounds like there's wolves outside <laughs> right now. Is there, I think it's a child. So what comes first then? Does, does the plot come first or do the characters come first? Oh, that's a good question. Um, and we're in my living room, so yeah. there's dogs, <laughs> there's dishwashers that I can... Thanks for going speaking so eloquently while I ran to my kitchen to shut off my dishwasher. So, right, um, what so comes first, what, character or plot? Oh, you know, it's a variety of things. Sometimes... Like, I'll tell you, there is a very uh, dynamic character that has her own book. Um, and the first two stories in the short stories are f- epilogues from her book. And she I am is. so intrigued by your brain. Well, but so you know what? It's better to in get. Your yeah. book has her own book, and your book is written based on her book. No, no, no. Based on, on her, her epilogue? On, on, no, no, the two short stories in the most recent oh, book. Right. Oh, I see. Are, are still epilogue. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, but her story came from, um, she has a very um, intriguing personality, but her story comes from a profound amount of grief. She... Uh, has this tragic thing happen in her relationship. And the reason why I wrote about that in her relationship is because a very close friend of mine was going through that experience and she was coming to me for counsel. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to tell her is not what I thought she needed to hear. What I wanted to tell her was, we need to kill this individual. (laughs) (laughs) Chop off his knees. And you just have to start over. But, you know, I, I had, um, you know, I had a very um, fatalistic view of when you um, abuse a confidence or when you mm-hmm. violate a relationship, there is no, um, you just can't recover from it. Like mm-hmm. the, it's, it's the, the relationship must come to an end, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. But that's not reality no you know and more times than not people have these unbelievably tragic events in their relationships that actually make the relationship stronger in some regards or you know because they don't whether it's people don't know each other at the beginning or you know whatever it is there are a lot of people that overcome those things so i i was in a position where i didn't know how to aid her without completely uh, imploding your friendship. Right. And her life. Mm. So as a result, I I wrote about those experiences in those characters. Uh, And it it taught me a lot, right? Because in the story, eventually that story will come out, um, in that story, how that relationship starts off is so profoundly painful, but the evolution of those characters is now they're they're juggernauts in the storyline, you know, and because they went through this harrowing experience that it actually did um, solidify their bond in a way. Their initial relationship was very superficial and. Um, you know, like, like cotton candy. Mm -hmm. And then them going through this experience, actually they grew as a couple and as individuals and blah, blah, blah. And I can't tell you if I would have been able to survive that experience because I just don't, it's, and it also takes surrender of the ego 
to do that. And um, I have tried to surrender my ego on multiple occasions. It's very difficult, yeah. you know, because that's what, that's what, how we survive things. It's how we, you know, motivate ourselves a lot of times is that we <laughs> latch on to this ego. And so, uh, but yeah, so I, I, it's a combination of things. Sometimes it's the story, sometimes it's the character. Um, and I'm open to all of those experiences. And that's what I've found is that a lot of times I have to get out of the way. Like, um, uh, you know, there are characters that I write about who say very inappropriate things. And I often find myself censoring, like, oh, I can't, I don't want to offend anybody. But then it's like, but this is how this character talks. So how do I um, resolve my ethical conflicts with what this character is saying and still stay true to the storyline? Yeah. So it's complicated, you know, just like in life. It's like uh, there are people like, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, a celebrity passed away yesterday. Yes. Oh, I had things to say. <laughs> And people mentioned do you want to, to me. say do you want to say who it is or you want to leave it out? No, we can say we can say who it is, Kirstie Alley. <laughs> right. And right. I have and I <laughs> she passed. She was seventy one. She yes. passed quickly of yes. cancer. Yes. And I had decided to reserve opinion. Yes. Correct. Correct. Because Correct. she passed. Yes. Right. And I don't know right. this woman. Right. She's not a friend. Right. She's At not all. a pal or a confidant. Right. But I had deserved, I had, I have right. decided personally for at least 72 hours to reserve opinion <laughs> to people in my life to not say, yes. well, you know what? My sister mentioned it to me today. She was like, yes. boy, Kirstie Alley passed. And I said, yes. yes, she certainly was a character. Yes. She was very funny. Yeah. Right. And, and that's so, all I said. Right. And, and, uh, you know, an right. So my husband told, um, my mother and I that, um, she passed and I just was like, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and he, you know, because I'm so talkative and uh, a conversationalist, he was taken aback by that. Like, why are you not, why, why don't, right, yeah, where's your commentary? And I, I, and he kept probing and eventually I was like, you know, what do you want me to say? Like, I, you know, and I said something that um, was true to what I felt, but what I was trying not to say and uh, he said that um, he I, said it for you. No, and oh. then he said I was Satan and a monster. Oh, because you said what you <laughs> wanted to say. Yeah, because he kept probing me, and I, you know, it was like I, you know, we, I'm not going to, I'm not going to suppress um, saying things about people who have been hurtful, and malicious, and intentionally. Um, belligerent towards a multitude of different groups right. and um, so I was trying to withhold yes well she was a rotten human being too. yeah I mean uh, as a gay person she didn't mm -hmm. care about me mm -hmm. well there was a whole bunch of people there's a whole bunch of people didn't she didn't care, care about, about. Right. I mean, she mm -hmm. made it very clear that she voted for Trump and she mm -hmm. would do it many, many times mm -hmm. in the future if right. she wanted to. She also made it very, very clear that COVID was a hoax. Yeah, right, and right. she loved right. John Travolta mm -hmm. and lots of other things. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't need to tell my audience what that kind of a person means to me. Right. Everybody knows. Right, right, right. I know it. I know So it. back to you. <laughs> so it's fair to say that the I know the answer to my next question, which is, um, would you and your characters get along? Oh, you have some great questions. Um, I think most of them I would because um, there are people who, you know, the, the um, base for some of those characters are great friends, right? Or people that I grew up with who used to hang um, and, and, and play. And so I think I would, there are some characters, like there's one character who will be in the upcoming, um, novel. He'll be one of the main characters who w was so difficult to write that it literally took me like eight years to write more than a paragraph really? about him because he was such he every time he came up he was so vicious mm. like he's an ancient wolf and he's vicious and um 
I read uh, a quote on Pinterest one day and it was like, that's it. And it said every um, villain has a tragedy or every, you know, every, you know, something along those lines, like every villain has a tragedy. And as soon as I read it, and, and that's paraphrasing, um, as soon as I read that, I was like, this is Julius. That's, him. that's his problem. Yeah. And then I started, and then there's a, um, and if you're really interested in writing, yeah, like a, a novel, there is a, um, a challenge on Twitter in the writing community and it's called, um, I think, NaNoWrite, and then it'll be the year. So it's N-A-N-O-W-R-I, and then it'll be, you know, whatever it is, 2022. And it's they put up a challenge. Like, oh, yeah, you right? told me about that. Right, and so that's how I created this upcoming book, is that I did that challenge like two years ago. And whatever, whatever they do to stimulate you to, to write, it works because I could not like this character in particular. I just I would read this paragraph like this guy's a complete shit, and then I would you know move Start on, over. and then I'd go to somebody else. I'd keep writing other stuff. But when I did this challenge, it was like he was like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready to tell my story. But he is the character that I would say um, I just had a hard time with because he didn't have any redeeming qualities. No. And you know, you always try and like, what, what's this person's redeeming qualities? Somebody has something in there. There's always something yeah. in there. Yeah, and he's actually in the third short story in the book very briefly. Oh, okay. And his name is Julius. Yeah, the name yeah. sounded familiar. Right. But so, then, of course, I think of um, one of my favorite actresses, Olivia. No, she's the character name. Olivia is the name of the character in How to Get Away with Murder, or mm -hmm. Murder, but the oh, name yeah. of the actress is. Oh, uh, you're talking about um, what the um, hell? Viola Davis. Her husband's name is Julius. Oh, in the in the show. In her real life husband. Oh, her name real is life husband. So mm -hmm. I couldn't get out of that yeah. anyway. Yeah, or, Sorry, or Julius Caesar. Or him. Uh, right. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, um, or the, actually, though, I named Julius after um, a colorectal surgeon that I worked with oh. a long time ago, who is also a character. He needs to write his own book. If you're out there, Dr. Bonello. But anyway, um, so Julius is probably he's one there. And there's there's also I also which we have it hasn't even broached in any of the stories yet. But I write about the fates. Right. So there's three fates. Mm -hmm. And so um, and they live in what we would consider heaven, but I call the other realm. And uh, the fates can be rather difficult. Right. Um, and they've created all of the chaos that causes war amongst the wolves that I write about. And so they would be uh, difficult. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. Sober Gay Guy podcast is sponsored by Yoga on the Block Virtual Yoga. Yoga on the Block's owner and teachers are committed to what community stands for, safety, equality, and friendship. Each class provides a fresh approach to traditional yoga without sacrificing the foundation of each class. Plus, they have offerings for every level from beginner to advanced. Students attend in-studio classes at their cozy boutique studio in downtown Brookfield, that are broadcast online through virtual live stream. And at $17 per class, they're the best value for a yoga class around. Check out their class schedule at www.yoga-ontheblock.com for more details. But most of the characters I know, yeah, like in real life, in one way or another. I love so, that. So yeah, mm -hmm. we'd be cool. I, I, which I would, I, I they'd assume they'd be in the Sobe. They'd crew. be in the so Some of them are in the Sobe <laughs> crew. Not, oh maybe yeah, not for yet. sure. Um, aside from writer's block, mm -hmm. what's the hardest part about writing? Ooh, um, fear the of criticism. That's okay. Ooh, fear of criticism. Fear of and have criticism. you written? Have you read? I did. Um, at the beginning and I read a, a horrible one and then I said I'm not doing this anymore and the it's reason best why, to just not read well, it. it's be, you know what first of all 
that's also you have to surrender the ego right that's you like this podcast to, i right. post it and then i that's forget it. about it yeah yeah because you know first of all not you know i'm, I'm the cat's meow to me right because yeah. ultimately you have to have enough confidence mm -hmm. to do this right it's like getting on stage yeah. you have to forget right. it's happening you, right you have to say either i'm going to be funny up here at the comedy show or you guys are going to boo and heckle me and what am i going to do about it i just got to keep doing it True. and um but i also felt like i shouldn't be reading these reviews because those reviews aren't for me and they're not about you they're not it's about, about the me other person's right opinion it's about the you. other person's experience mm -hmm. about what they're what they anticipated from um whatever whatever description um i provided about the book um and ultimately that's an intimate community of being a book reader being a bookworm mm -hmm. you know and I, I'm not going to get them all. And would you ever take pause and say, gosh, maybe I should have written it differently? Oh, I'm or constantly reading and rereading and getting feedback. Yeah. I mean, I, like I was, um, I put a quote up um, mm -hmm. on TikTok last night and I was reading through it like, did I have an editor? Like, I know I had an editor. Like, you know, I'm constantly catching things. You know, you're constantly, you know, it's like anything. It's like, you know, if you build a house, you may come back like, who put, who, who, who chose this gray? You know, like, so, you know, I, I think, you know, and okay. So the same thing happens with plastic surgery, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm a plastic surgeon. The work that I did five years ago is not the same work that I do now mm -hmm. as a surgeon, right? You, there's you, new science, you, right? There's... there's new science. You evolve your technique. Um, you know, you revise it over time, it's modified, you hone in your skills. And I remember a question on an oral exam and, um, you know, the examiner asked like, you know, do you, do you think that you have the capacity to improve your results over time? And it was like, yeah, right? I mean, that, that's like asking a chef, like, can you make this dish better? five years from now, five weeks from now, five days from now. Yeah, that should always be the goal, right? So yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, it, it is, it's a creative process, but it's also, you know, you're a professional. So the goal should always be improving, making sure that you're re re relaying um, your true intentions to the audience. Um, and I have a very, uh, I would say, unique way of writing because I never planned on being a professional writer. Mm -mm. So there's a lot of things that I know I violate. Like I don't like double quotation marks. I use single quotations. You do use single yeah. and you I put, hate double and quotations. And you put dots in between like scene changes oh, yeah, too, right, which is right. very interesting. Yeah. I've read the books, by the right. way. <laughs> I'm not just interviewing somebody whose books I haven't read. <laughs> And I read them so, quickly. That second book of short stories, oh yay, gosh, I loved them. Thank you. Yeah, so, you know, the reason why I did the short stories is because, you know, the first book was like 450 pages. And it's like, I, you know, these people don't know me. So I wanted book. to give people, thank you. I wanted to give people just um, a taste, you know, like this is what... Um, what what I have to offer. The other thing I learned, and it, like going back to you know, do you learn? Do you mm -hmm. grow? Um, is that uh, people? One of my friends who is a staunch romance erotica reader. I mean, she was like, "You got to put some more sex scenes in here, stat." Like, I need more, more, more. So, you know, but there really? are some people. Yeah, there are some people who they just want. They want to make sure that the intimate scenes are real and or relatable or descriptive enough without being rapey. You know, like some mm -hmm. of the stuff you read, like, bro, what is going on in this scene? And so when I started writing, I had been reading a lot of romance and erotica, and I found that the stories would be so dynamic. And then the intimate scenes would be like, where, where, what happened to all this? dynamic flow is just like kind of 
um, the, the intimate scenes just didn't, for me, didn't meet the expectations or the, the level of expertise and um, description that the rest of the novel did. So when I started writing in the middle of the night, I started with the intimate scenes and I just kept revising them and honing them until I wanted to read them. And when I read them, that everything was there, the lighting, the mood, the emotion, the physicality, everything. And then I started building around that. I thought that they were very tasteful. I don't want to give too much away, but to me, again, it, it's part of your craft that is just so mind-blowing to me, which is why however many weeks ago I said, I don't think I could be a writer like I, mean, I want to be, absolutely be but in a, a different way. You know, I think autobiographically, absolutely, it's mm -hmm. easy for me to write. And I believe that that leads me into being a better novelist, right? Mm -hmm. So, but to know how to write an intimate scene for a couple of characters mm -hmm. and for them to be different for every set of characters. Mm -hmm. You know, the way that you wrote for one set of characters who intimately had a lunch in a field outside of their bedroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shar and Jessup. But mm -hmm. to write how it was appropriate for them, mm -hmm. but then how another set of characters who are having a hard time in their marriage mm -hmm. found an intimate moment after rekindling or trying to work on their marriage mm -hmm. back in their old room. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. How they uh -huh. found yeah. the time to have an intimate <laughs> moment again. and. Mm -hmm just to go through the steps of what it was like for them singularly, mm -hmm. I, it just... But that's where we are, right? I mean, so but that's... interesting. But, but you, as an individual, have been through that, right? right? I mean, if you think about every 10 years of your life, you're really like another... Yeah, it's like a lifetime. It is a lifetime. You know? And you, the intimacy that you have with people, or with yourself for that matter. Yeah, but the, what I mean is mm -hmm. the brain power and the creativity for you mm -hmm. to know how to, well, though, I guess it makes sense because you do get to know them. Oh, yeah. These characters sure. that you write, you become yeah. friends mm -hmm. with them mm -hmm. and you yeah. get to know them very well. Yeah, so, and, go and ahead. This, which this leads me mm -hmm. into my next question, mm -hmm. um, which is, right, because. Which is um, mm -hmm. your process. I know mm -hmm. you and having spoken with you that you do write late into the night because mm -hmm. you are an insomniac like I am. Mm -hmm. um, but what, what does your process look like as a writer? Do you um, have, have one? You, have you ever seen... <laughs> a child <laughs> scribbling seen, on paper? No, no. Have you ever seen like... Have you ever seen a squirrel and there's a car approaching and it's like, should I go out? Should I, and it's halfway in the street, halfway out the street. No. That's that's me, and that's, um, that can't and, be true. <laughs> it is, it is right. So what what Have I you seen do? Cor Steve Kornacki on MSNBC <laughs> yes, politically yes. when he shuffles with the through desk, his papers with his and paper, you're like, oh, yeah. this goes here and this goes here. <laughs> right, and let's he staple where, them together. Right, he knows that's where everything are. is. He knows where everything is. So um, I've never um, <laughs> when it's time to put the book together, you know where it all goes. Yes. Okay. So. So I write, I've always written on the Notes app. Mm -hmm. on the, I am on a the, huge Google Keep. You see me picking up my phone mm -hmm. periodically while you're talking. I'm mm -hmm. looking. Right. That's because I have paper notes and right. I have Google Keep notes. Right. Hundreds mm -hmm. of Google Keep notes. Right. Right. So I have um, Notes app notes back to um, 2010 or whenever I you started. You just wake up and lay in bed and write? Yeah, so um, I usually fall asleep at about 10 or so, and then I wake up, you know, between 1.30 and 2. And then um, sometimes I, uh, it, the sleep is so good that I just, like, I don't want to get up. Like, last night I had all of these thoughts, and I was like, I don't... I, but, you know, the risk is is that if I don't start writing that stuff, I forget it, and I never get it back how it was that initial time so mm -hmm. i always have to get up but it's on the notes app and you know how i've recorded things over time has changed so before i would just like it would just be a stream of consciousness and stuff would be all over the place so if i write something for three months there's no organization no anything but now what i do is i have state of mind enough to 
kind of keep things in a relatively organized fashion. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I'm ready, just like in January, I'll start organizing and um, translating from a notes app to a Word document for this next book. Mm -hmm. And so, but it's still like a squirrel. You know what I mean? And then I have to fill in with the colors and the landscape and the scents and all of that type of stuff. But the the book itself is done because I've been constantly going through these characters and going over things and revising and adding stuff. No, go ahead. Are we good? I'm talking um, to myself. So I'm doing yeah. the lineup of the next two questions. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm ready. So that's 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 part of your process. Yes. So, so the then notes you put it together. App, mm -hmm. And then I, I translate it from the notes app to a Word document. And then I can look at it kind of like as a streamline. Um, Do you like then a type book. it out and read it in paper form? No. And then cross it out? No. Uh -uh. No, but what I do is um, once I have it like the baseline down, like all of the One chapters, all of that, right, then I send it to the beta readers. Um, so even before I send it to the editor, I send it to the beta readers. Do you want to say that company name? Are you allowed? What, the beta readers? Uh -huh. Oh, they're just readers that I have. So oh, like, that's neat. Yeah, so I have, um, this, I, I have people who... Like there were people who I didn't expect anybody to buy the first book. So when people were like, hey, I like this character. And I was like, what character are you talking about? Because I really didn't think people would read the book. I thought people would buy it and put it on a shelf like the Bible and that would be it. Mm -hmm. But and so when those people started saying, hey, I like the book, or but I like this part. I don't didn't like this part or I didn't understand this part. Then I was like, I need this, this type of insight when I have um, the, the next book because these people understand how the flow of the book should go and they know what they want to see in the book, what they don't want to see, what didn't resonate. They did, you know, like they, and those are the people. So I just sent them out. I have like five or six beta readers and I just sent it out and they, and, and we were all on a Google, yeah. on a Google document yeah. and then they just or, put, yeah. And they can all see what the oh, others are that's neat. are um, writing. So they send like commentary. What is this? Is this? And the other thing is the beta readers often see the same thing. Like there um, for uh, Garland and Randy, mm -hmm. the first story. There's a section where I go back in time and multiple of the beta readers were like, is this in the past? Because we can't tell. It just seems like this, and so I, I created a whole nother paragraph to indicate that what was happening was in the past because it wasn't, it wasn't clarified. And, and the other thing is, is that as a writer, you have all this stuff in your mind, like, of course it's in the past because I'm in the past writing it, you know, <laughs> but it's not, the, the, the audience is not aware mm -hmm, of that mm -hmm. because I haven't made, I haven't made it clear. So, yeah. Does that answer the question? It does. Okay. And then it goes to the editor and the editor sends it oh, back right. sometimes. So then the, no, the editor sends it back multiple times. So I am a horrible, uh, I have a horrible speller. I've, <laughs> in, in any spelling bee from the beginning of time when I participated, I ever was, I either was eliminated in the first or second round. They'd be <laughs> like, the, and I'd be like, oh, hold on. how much time do I have? Oh my gosh. You know, like, on. okay, here's another uh, one, cat. Like, can, like what? No. Yeah, uh, uh, so horrible. So um, on my phone, the two most common apps utilized are the Dictionary Thesaurus. I love it. And the Notes app. Thesaurus is incredible to Period. me. Period. I love yeah. it. I use yeah. it constantly. Right. So, um, yeah. So the, those, um, the, the, um, the editor is key for me because grammar, punctuation, spelling, those are not, those are not my strong points. Mm -hmm. So I can, you know, I, I frequently, especially, and the reason why I like doing things in the notes app is because I can do run on sentences all day long. Like, whoo, I can just, you know, it'll be like 5,000 words of a run on sentence. And then, cause I know that the editor is going to be like, okay, come on. We're, we're back to Charlie Brown over here. Do you type or do you voice to notes? Oh no, no. I type. You type. I yeah. type. Yeah. 
Um, and I've thought about doing the voice, but I don't like to. I don't like my own voice. Well, you say so, all the time that you are Wanda Sykes. Yes, I don't, and so I don't like um, like Which I, I like the. I've always the team. thought that, by the way. I know. Well, first of all, like um, we went, there was a restaurant downtown. We're in Chicago. Did you call and make um, reservations? No, they were like, no. Is this the <laughs> no, Wanda Sykes? No. But it, there was a place, a really nice place. Do you ever go to? It's called Opera. No, downtown. I've seen it, but I've not been there. Oh, it's closed. Oh. I, I think, and even before the pandemic, it closed. Is that and right off of ninety ninety four? It's off of. It's, it was in the South Loop um, yes. on Wabash, I think. And um, it was so jazzy. You would have loved it. And But anyway, we were in there one night, and the re- the waiter came over, and he was like, he kept looking at me, and I was like, what's wrong with this guy? And he was like, you know who you sound like? And my husband was like, what's he talking about? And he was like, Wanda Sykes. And my husband was like, that's it? I've been trying to figure out for years now. My husband and I have been together since 96, and he had this guy, this waiter, had to tell him who his wife sounded like and so but anyway <laughs> so so but yeah so and it was like the, yeah so I don't and and big up to Wanda Sykes because she's awesome but there can only be one Wanda Hysterical. Sykes yeah. so anyway but uh yeah I don't like uh my my team they were like you're gonna have to read your book and I was like I don't want to read my book and they were like well too bad because you're going to be doing these Instagram lives where you're going to be reading from the book so I oh that's right yes yes. and but I much rather have an audio artist do it because they sound sexy and their voices are clear and blah 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 Um, that's just not my forte understood yeah so I don't like to talk into the the thing the thing yeah I get shaky voiced and I have to Mm -hmm. do a million times over and Stuff. So, right, but uh, you sound like you could put somebody after, into a trance. That's after many takes. Uh, well, that's okay, but you eventually get there. Because I am mostly type A personality, mm-hmm. so I record mm-hmm. and listen and delete <laughs> and re-record and listen and delete. That's why I don't edit the our podcast. Right, it just goes I out just, like this is the, they right. gonna get they gonna yeah. get what, what one thing I have learned from the listeners is they mm-hmm. want a forty five minute podcast. Forty five to fifty minutes. That's okay, it. well where are we? We're at forty two, so Uh-oh, I have two yeah, more questions. Let's do it. And I know you have to be out of here by eleven okay. twenty five or right, something like that. So I have two more questions. Okay. Next question. Second to last question. When your books are made into a movie, mm-hmm. who Speak it, speak who it. Who are your characters <laughs> going to be? The actors or not? The main Ooh. actors and actresses. Okay, so um, I was actually. You cannot about choose this. Wanda Sykes. No, no, Wanda Sykes would be an executive producer. Oh, so, yes. So, um, okay, so there is a uh, actor out there. I was just thinking this last night who has is been that? typecast, and actually, my husband and I call him typecast because the the industry just kind of pigeonholes you. But anyway, his name is. Um, Clifton Powell, Ooh. and um, he either plays a very evil guy or somebody who can't be taken seriously. He's in a new Amazon is he? program. Okay. Called, yes, he's in a new Amazon program. I'm sure he is. I mean, I called think... Called The Peripheral. I'm, he's I, incredible. He is. He's great, and he has such a... Um, Good-looking face. Well, yes. But he's also very dynamic and versatile, and I, I, I hope that as time goes on, he does even more and more beyond. Also, um, Giancarlo Esposito, I would love to, yes, there he is with his beautiful self. Um, and then Giancarlo Esposito, I've been following him forever. Um, he's not in the peripheral, by the way. I was no. thinking of somebody else, oh. Clifton Powell. No, oh, okay. Not. Um, well, I don't know even know what the peripheral is. I have to look that up. But excuse me. I just burped. Oh, okay. Oh, that's going to us. No, he's not. Um, and then uh, who else? Um, oh lord. Those are two you. actors. Those are two actors, and I'm trying to think. Um, oh, oh, okay. Viola Davis. Oh wow. Um, I mean, this you know, this is my dream list. Um, Why not dream big? That's right. Um, Jennifer Hudson. Mm. Um, there is a guy, there's a character that you guys haven't met yet. There's a guy who was on Game of Thrones in like the first two seasons. And he was like hand to 
um, the Dragon Lady. Queen. Um, I couldn't tell you. I've never watched on? that program. Don't come for me. Uh, anyway, so um, he and he was like a he was her hand, and he was absolutely this character. Um, and I I'll have to look him up. I wrote him down somewhere though. Um, and I'm trying to think. Oh, I had to get back. To That's you. okay. You get back to me. But um, but yeah, those are the the people. Oh, and of course, there's one character for Denzel because. Where it's we, Denzel. Where would be, we'd be without Denzel. Yeah. Um, so those are the actors. And now mm -hmm. my last question for you. Mm -hmm. And then, well, I mean, I guess I do have a third. Um, if you could have dinner with one author, ooh, dead or alive. Dead or alive. Ooh. Um, okay, so my favorite Only author. one. Oh, this is horrible. Uh, Toni Morrison. Oh, gosh, so, good choice. Yeah. And she's recently passed. Yeah, yeah, and, um, you know, when... And if she I, could sign one book of hers and hand it to you, darling, what would it Song be? Song of Solomon. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so when I started um, reading as a child, um, the books that were around were Stephen King, Anne Rice, and mm. Toni Morrison, and... I would consume, like I would just spend the summers reading every horror book that Stephen King, and it's amazing because I can't tolerate horror, horror. but I would read his books because have you read a lot of Stephen King? I've not. So the, the Stephen King is such an exquisite writer that when you read it, even though you're reading um, a scary story, the humanity in it blankets you. Like it, 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 it carries you through. And it's not until you go to sleep at night that you realize you can't sleep. Yeah, the boogeyman's with you, right? And um, just like, just unbelievable landscapes and and storylines and the people the humanity the the because the monsters aren't you know you know there's Cujo well of course right? there's Cujo but you most of the monsters are just these regular characters mm -hmm. that that live amongst us um and then of course Anne Rice you know with the vampires mm -hmm. and everything but Toni Morrison in particular intrigued me because there was never anything I couldn't read and consume in 48 hours or 72 hours. The longest it would take me was like The Stand, which was a thousand pages. Mm. But Toni Morrison, I had to put in the work, okay? Like her, the first book well, of hers her, I read. Her words. Yeah, it's all poetry, which I don't understand. So like Toni Morrison, I had to commit to just um, like I, the first book was Tar Baby, and I literally started it three times, and I was like, I, I can't, I can't figure it out. And something just said, just keep reading, just keep reading. So the fourth time, I went in, and I just kept reading beyond it. And she kind of, she hits the ground running, like everything's already there. You, you just got to get on board. The train has already left the station, so you got to get on board and follow her, and she will lead you to it. She will get you to the stories and you have to be open and believe mm -hmm. because there's a whole bunch of stuff in her stories. There's a lot of supernatural stuff. There's a lot of heroes in her books that are not even acknowledged as existing in other universes. And so, and she centers black folks, which I had never seen before, right? Because even growing up as a kid, you know, everything that was literature was, you know, Charles Dickens or Judy Bloom well, or I mean, Beverly Cleary. That's right. what was allowed on the, right. on the shelves. Right. But even when we went in the library, the library was, um, you know, the, the librarians brought their experience. That's mm -hmm. Those were the books that were on the mm -hmm. wall. So we consumed what was there. So, you know, when my mom had Toni Morrison on the wall, even just the... the Art oh. the artistry of the cover. I have that original book somewhere in the house, but it was like, oh my God, this is our world. Just the the colors, the the 
you know, the, the imagination, what she was talking about, it just blew my mind. And then there's other folks like Edward P. Jones and Terry McMillan and all of these other folks, but Toni Morrison for me. And there's also another contemporary um, author, Zadie Smith, who's just a dynamo, but um, Toni Morrison, you know, if I had to spend time. Well, you said her name a lot, so she's hearing it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Putting her voice out there. So tell the people how they can find you. Okay, so um, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, it's uh, Stella Jones Paranormal Romance. On TikTok, it's Stella Jones Author. My website is www.stellajonesauthor.com. And um, you can find my book on Amazon. And also on my website, if you go to StellaJonesAuthor.com, you can get a signed, uh, an autographed copy, and I also send you a basket of treats to go with it. Look at you. What's the name of your first book? The first book is A Human Story, Mm -hmm. and the current book is Four Stories. And all of the stories are connected. They're all interconnected. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't started on story number one. I think I started on like story number 23 or something like that. But... Um, there's over 40 different stories under construction or that have been completed. Uh, and uh, like I said before, I'll be doing a book every six months. And when will we hear from you next on the Ethernet? Is somebody, are you going to be interviewed again sometime soon? Um, I am being interviewed on another podcast. So I should have three podcast appearance coming up in the next couple of months. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that, including the sober gay guy. Uh-huh. And um, I also have, um, I'll have a holiday sale for the new book coming up. And you can uh, get into a raffle to get one of my Stella Jones sweet treats. Uh, uh, packages and um, yes oh and then also you can follow me on Goodreads love it um, which is another platform and I'm Stella Jones author there so come have fun and we're having big fun on TikTok so definitely follow it is a good time Mm -hmm. this has been a joy I love this yeah well me too I love you and I can't wait to have you back on you remain um, the third highest listened to as Dr. Lisa Witty Bradley. Yay! And I believe this is going to, it's going to bring right, <laughs> it's going to be right up there with that one. Well, thank you. Estella I, Jones. This, this is a passion for me and I, I feel very fortunate and blessed that I can pursue my dreams because mm-hmm. um, I think there's, and, and I hope that people out there listening will be inspired to pursue their passions because there's so many people who I meet and like, UPS and you know like when I ship my packages and all these different things like oh I have a book or I write too but people I think some people feel discouraged Mm -hmm. that they don't have what it takes or that their book or their um, poetry or whatever won't be accepted there's an audience for you if there's an audience for me there's absolutely an audience for you so I just I want to make sure that folks know out there that you can do these things too, one day at a time, one one word at a time, one paragraph at a time, one book at a time. Well, I find you inspirational. Well, I feel the same about I'm you. I'm so glad friend. you were here. Me too. And um, yours is going to be episode 13. Hooray! And uh, as soon as we figure out what day it's going to be, I'll let you know and we'll let the people know. All right. Thank you for Yay. being here. Thanks Thank for the you. coffee. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks we for this to... wonderful talk. Yeah, me too. I, I'm, I'm happy to be here and uh, I'm looking forward to coming back in uh, one of my personas. Yes. <laughs> me too. Thank you very much. Thank you. Here at The Sober Gay Guy, I laugh, cry, and talk a lot with some of my friends about our journey to sobriety. But make no mistake, we are not a health group. If you or someone you know or love is in crisis, please seek the help you need. SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, is a free national helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. If you're a queer person in the Chicagoland area, The Center on Halsted is a safe space that can help you. They can be reached at 773-472-6469. You are not alone. We are all important. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'm so appreciative of your support. You taking the time to listen to my podcast means the world to me. Please feel free to leave me a rating or a comment on Spotify or Apple or any one of the platforms that I share my podcast on. I would be happy to read them on the air. If there's something you want me to hear or something you think I could do better, I want to hear that too. Thanks again for listening. Take care.